everyone, and welcome to Minute 78 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilariously pointing journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com when Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely Wednesday in the middle of April is Sean German of the Next Scene Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Sean. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. Well, you're your basic nightmare. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not thin or pretty, but yeah, I'm a basic nightmare. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll own it. I'll own there it. you go. There you go. <laughs> Minute 78 begins with Jess and Harry uh, rushing into the rain and ends with a wedding ceremony that is starting as the bride walks down the aisle. So yesterday we ended things with Harry and Jess running through the rain. I, I, I still, I mean, we didn't point this out yesterday, but I just thought it was very strange that, you know, they start their conversation power walking and then the same conversation continues when they're running through the rain, you know, after they've changed clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if there's like a, a specific reason as a director you do that, but yeah, it's basically the same thing. They're walking and talking, and then yeah, in the middle there's a cut. But it's the same uh, conversation. It's like it, yeah. it's like you know they finish their conversation, and then this is pro- presumably I don't know a week or two later. I don't know. I mean, this isn't you know it was it was a gorgeous day when they were doing their power walking, or at least it looked that way. Mm-hmm. And then it's raining, and they're in different clothes. So it sounds like it was later on, you know, they're trying to get home, and you know there's. It, it just started a downpour or something like like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. But but it's an interesting it's an interesting way to it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to change I mean, the actual yeah. uh scene of where they are. Right. Well I guess it can indicate like that this is this is still on Harry's mind. It isn't like uh you know okay harry and sally slept together and then harry says oh it's a mistake we should go back to being friends and that's the end of it it's like harry is still uh you know harry and jess have just been having the same conversation over and over again about harry trying to uh you know figure out his feelings figure out where this relationship with sally is going to go okay that's actually fair i I didn't think about it from that perspective That, that makes sense but on the other hand you know in the script it didn't it 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 didn't state that they're in different uh that they're in a different location mm-hmm. you know that that's the thing so in this the original script the idea was to continue the conversation to you know the same place so at some mm-hmm. point you know someone made the decision that okay let's let's move it you know let, let's switch the location of where the second half of this conversation but i actually like your interpretation of it i think it, it actually yeah. it shows that 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 harry is uh, I don't know if obsessed is the right word, but he's he's trying to get closure here. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find yeah. a way to get closure. And, you know, so it doesn't matter, you know, where he is with Jess. He's talking to Jess about this this issue that he has. So, yeah, yeah okay, that, that makes sense. It's it's still an open issue and it's ongoing. It isn't just, oh, the next day, they you know, he's having a conversation or the day after that dinner. You know, he's talking to Jess. It's it's you know over a period of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which we'll find out later in the week that it's a, over the course of a few weeks. You know, this, this, mm-hmm. these these minutes take place. You know, but but we yeah. can't we can't say which one takes place when. 
you know, right. my assumption is that the, you know, when they're power walking, it's probably either, it's a weekend. It's probably Saturday or Sunday mm -hmm. uh, or a holiday, you know, could be, uh, who knows. Um, and then the scene changes and we see the hands of a woman uh, doing, I guess, alterations or, you know, marking a dress with mm -hmm. uh, with pins, you know, she has the the pin cushion uh, uh, bracelet, <laughs> and she's you know pinning things. So it, it got me mm -hmm. thinking about you know uh, wedding dress rental and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, as opposed to you know some people want to buy a wedding dress and some people just want to rent one. It's it's very funny because usually you know when you think of of tuxes for men for a wedding, then it's a rental, but for women, you know, it it's in general you know, that they would prefer to have their own wedding dress as opposed to just borrowing someone else's or renting one or things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I actually found a website that talks about the fact of, you know, the, the advantages of renting a, a, a dress instead of buying one. Mm -hmm. You know, well, it makes sense. It's something you're only <laughs> most likely going to wear once. Hopefully, um, hopefully. Whereas, you know, a, a tuxedo, there are other, there may be other occasions where a gentleman can, can, you know, need to be, you know, dress up black tie and wear a tuxedo, whereas a wedding dress, I think even if you're, um, in most cases, I would guess, even if you're, even if you're married again, which is, uh, you know, not, not uncommon for people to, to end up getting married more than once, but I would think you'd want, um, you know, kind of each wedding to be unique. You wouldn't want to wear the same wedding dress. Generally, uh, you know, I, think, I think people, you know. I think people would say that that's probably, you know, not that that the, if they're superstitious, it's probably not a good sign. If the first wedding didn't yeah. didn't work, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, to, exactly. To, to use the same one, you know, that type of thing. I don't know. So on this website, it just is very funny. It says, uh, you know, brides, you know that one day you will look back on your wedding photos and videos and smile. You will see all the hard work, the excitement, your families and friends, and remember just how wonderful your wedding was. Why not make those memories even better? Renting a dress for your wedding is a great way to get a designer gown at an amazing price. You can choose from hundreds of wedding dresses in many different styles, colors, sizes, and lengths. <laughs> Let us help you find the perfect dress for your big day. Mm -hmm. And then they, they have a whole list here of like what are the most popular dresses in 2023. And I mean, I could read off the names of them, but I don't understand anything about it. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a typical guy. White is white. You know, it doesn't, you know, I can't say that, that <laughs> this is, this is, uh, you know, cream colored white and this, is, you know, the, the, you know, the, the Crayola, uh, you know, 128 colors, you know, I, I don't know, you, yeah, are you a color person? Do you, can you, can you go into like different, uh, you know, levels of colors or, or are you uh, like me where it's, you know, we have, you have the typical, you know, like 10 colors and that's it. Yeah. There are, yeah, there are, I am aware of, uh, there are a lot of different whites. There's a crew, there's eggshell, you know, there's, there's cream. There's, there's a lot of different whites, but in terms of, uh, um, yeah, my, my, my Crayola box has, uh, I think 12 grams. I, yeah, there's actually 12 different colors. You know, I can, I can come up with a lot of different words for white, but in the end it's, it's white. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So sorry to everyone screaming at us out there that, that, that no, 128, uh, you know, colors, yeah. they, they know you have, uh, you know, sky blue and magenta purple and uh, I don't know what all of them are. So, but they even have prices here uh, of, of how much it costs to rent some of these dresses. And just, I just find it really funny. 
you know that uh, you know you can you can rent a Cinderella Divine CD929 long formal wedding dress for $449. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I know depends like what I'm sure there's some people that are saying, yeah, you know, $500 for a dress to wear one day to rent it. You know, that sounds like a lot and then there's other people that are saying Wow, only five hundred dollars for a exactly. designer gown. That, that's, that's actually great. the most expensive of the five that they have listed here. The the least expensive yeah. one is a long wedding dress formal, which is one hundred and ninety three dollars ninety nine. I I love how you know most places when they give prices they they end it you know with like ninety five or ninety nine, making you think mm-hmm. that something is cheaper. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of just rounding it off. <laughs> yeah. It's not one hundred ninety three dollars and ninety nine cents. It's one hundred ninety four dollars. It's an extra cent. You know. <laughs> yeah. I do imagine it gives you much more flexibility if you're looking at, uh, at least economically, in terms of of what's in the price range of what you could, what can you rent for one day versus what can you buy for the same amount of money. Correct. Um, but then on the other hand, I I think, um, you know, there's there's a psychological aspect of like this is a one of a kind, even if. Um, you know, even if there's other dresses of the same design, but this, you know, this exact one is yours and it's only you wearing it that one day. And then also just not having to worry about, um, you know, accidents. If you're serving red wine, uh, you know, at your wedding, um, I don't know if I was wearing, you know, wearing a rented, you know, an article of clothing that's white and rented. And, and there may be, I'm assuming some sort of cleaning penalty if, uh, you know, if it's if it's not in good condition upon return and um, having, you know, uh, red wine or gravy or anything, you know, red sauce along with the meal, I may, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the, the the extra stress of having to care for the garment versus, well, it's mine. I bought it. I own it. You know, if it gets dirty, then, uh, you know, I've got no one to answer to but myself. Maybe uh, maybe it's worth it to, to, to buy the dress just to not have to worry about, uh, you know, cleaning deposit. Or anything. Right. Actually, you know, it, that you just you just got me thinking about something that I didn't even I didn't even think about before. You know, do they I have know. like wedding dress insurance? Oh, I'm sure they do. They <laughs> actually do. I've never heard of it, but I'm. They I'm, do. Uh, oh, they do. They do. <laughs> so quick research done there. They do. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I well, I've read. I, I you know, I've heard all kinds of or read all sorts of horror stories where. Uh, you know, you know, brides, they buy their dresses, they put a deposit down, they do the fitting and wait for it to be, uh, uh, you know, altered to, to fit their, you know, their exact dimensions. And then the, you know, the bridal shop, you know, goes bankrupt. They go out of business or there's a fire. And then you just hear about, uh, you know, all these wedding dresses that were in storage or, or waiting to, uh, to be delivered that are either, uh, you know, either, you know, damaged in a fire or they're locked up in bankruptcy or something. And then you, uh, you end up with a lot of unhappy, uh, unhappy brides. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, so some insurance would help. So wedding dress insurance covers lost, stolen, or damaged wedding dresses. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal for, uh, for many people. It's, it's a big part of the day. Right. And they yeah. said that usually, uh, you know, covers unforeseen events, including having to cancel your wedding. Under certain certain circumstances, um, <laughs> interesting. It, it's just something I never thought of, but I guess nowadays you can probably get just about insurance just about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure with everything else, you put, uh, you know, you put wedding in front of it, and uh, the price goes up. You know, if you you want flowers, it's this much. Oh, wedding flowers, it's you know twice as much at least. 
Um, yeah. Oh, you you know you want to rent a, you know a ballroom or a, you know a space at a hotel for an event. That's fine. Oh, it's a wedding. Then it's more. So I'm sure if you just oh here I'm right. Oh, I've got this dress. I want to insure it in case something happens. Uh, you know whatever that amount is. Oh you know oh it's a wedding dress. Well then uh, there's like there seems to be a wedding premium on anything. Apparently, you, uh, yeah, there probably is. Yeah, that that yeah. would make sense. And then yeah. the you know then the the shot changes and we get a wide view of the whole thing and it's it's we see a large room with uh, numerous mirrors and. Mm -hmm tons of of dresses you know just strewn all over the place meaning meaning that 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 either marie has tried on all of these dresses you know because they they actually don't look they, yeah. they look like it's something that someone just tried on because they, they mm -hmm. look thrown over you know the the different uh stands and stuff like that you know so i, I guess she finally figured out which one she wants and stuff like that but and then i love how sally is sitting there sally is sitting in a chair with her feet up <laughs> Uh -huh. And we see that she's eating. You can't tell right away what she's eating until that we get a close up. But when when we get the close up, you can see what she's eating. She's and eating uh, uh, M&M's uh, peanuts. Yeah, know, peanut, peanut, peanut flavored peanut. Uh, actually, not peanut flavored M&M's. Peanut M&M's. You know. And I love how when you see the shot of her, so we see there are like two uh, teacups on a little table there with with like a plate of cookies or biscuits or something like that you know and so they're offering something like this but she decided that she wants to eat m&ms instead she's got her own snack which and this is something that happens um yeah so, so you know trying on different wedding dresses can be a, an all-day thing you, you know want to go through and um you know it may take a while for the bride to find just the right dress so uh you know having coffee or champagne and, and uh, biscuits or some sort of snack is not unusual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and M&Ms are a good choice because uh, not that Sally is trying anything on, um, at least she's not trying on a wedding dress, but uh, you you don't want you don't want to get anything dirty. We we're just talking about uh, yeah, you know, dress insurance and, and damage and, and so forth. You know, you wouldn't want like Hershey's Kisses or, you know, something that's going to be messy. So, uh, yes. you know, an M&M where the chocolate has a candy coating, it's going to melt in her mouth, not in her hands. Um, so, you know, if she, she you know, wants to touch a fabric or something or feel one of the dresses, she's not going to get anything dirty. Um, so that's that's a good snack choice, right. the, the peanut m and That is true. Do, do you know when the M&Ms were, were invented? I don't know. If I had to guess, it seems like a lot of things started around the 1920s. Um, so that would be my guess, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. It's actually, uh, they started producing M&Ms in 1941. Oh, very close. So quite late. Yes. By, and it was the, uh, you know, Forrest Mars senior. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who was the, the, uh, the, the son of the Mars company founder, Frank Mars. He was during the 1930s. He was, he was, uh, in the Spanish during the during the Spanish Civil War, he saw soldiers eating British-made Smarties, and he decided to uh, create his own brand of uh, of Smarties, and they they called them M and M's. Mm -hmm. And so it it uh, okay. started. They started making them in 1941, the the regular ones, and the the ones that we see here with the peanuts uh, were were. Uh, introduced in 1954. Okay. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the M&Ms. One of my favorite candies. You get the chocolate. You have the crunch. 
of the candy shell. And then when you add, a, there's peanut. Um, and then in, in more recent years, they've added more different flavors. I think they have yeah, there's like a lot caramel of inside or pretzel. There's also, or there's also different, so, uh, there's also different uh, colors that they've added over the years. The Right. So they have uh, uh, peanut butter, almond, pretzel, crispy, uh, dark chocolate, and caramel. Those are the various, uh, uh, you know, different uh, kinds that they have. So you were right about the, 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 the slogan, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. That was yeah. introduced in uh, 1949. In 1950, they started printing an M on the candies, but they did it. They started them with it with there was a black M. And four years later, they decided to make it white so you can actually see it. Because, <laughs> you know, on the darker colored ones, it's a little more difficult to, to, to see them. Yeah. The, uh, they added the color orange uh, to replace red mm -hmm. because they, they discontinued red during the uh, 1970s when they had the red dye scare. When people yeah, I remember that. found out that red dye number yeah. two and four, you know, were carcinogenic. Carcin carcin they were carcinogens. <laughs> they caused cancer. They caused cancer. There you Car go. <laughs> carcinogens, which which yeah. I think it was, but one of those things where you had to like you had to eat like thousands of M and M's, red M and M's every day for for months before it would actually you know really increase your chances. But uh, I guess right. better safe than sorry there. Yeah. So, but uh, in nineteen in nineteen eighty seven nineteen eighty seven they brought them back actually. They brought them back. All right. They either either they they figured out a red dye that didn't cancer or they were like yeah something's gonna kill you at some point it might as well be <laughs> might as well be m ms <laughs> <laughs> might as well be m ms so yeah they, they brought them back they brought back the red m ms yeah <laughs> yeah so i i just like the fact that she's sitting there you know while they're in a very formal setting and yeah. you know <laughs> it, and the, the fact that she's her the only friend that's there with marie also says something Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you see in movies and TV shows when people go dress fitting or even in the movie Bridesmaids, for instance, you know, they they all went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a big group thing. You've got all your bridesmaids. Well, we'll see. Jumping ahead a little bit. I think it's um, yeah, really in terms of bridesmaids or your maid of honor, like, uh, you know, who's going to stand up at, at the altar next to uh, Marie out of her friends. Right. It's it's Sally. Yeah, Sally's Correct. the one. Right. So, I mean, the dialogue in this uh, in this minute is, is is quite interesting. So Sally starts off by talking to to Marie as Marie is in the middle of fitting. She goes, is Harry bringing anyone to the wedding? I don't think mm -hmm. so. Is he seeing anyone? He was seeing this anthropologist. But what does she look like? Thin, pretty, big, your basic nightmare. What do you think? Oh, Marie, tell the truth. It's just beautiful. <laughs> You know, but I mean, the, the, this conversation gives us so much information about what is going on in their lives right now. You know, mm -hmm. we don't, we don't yet know how long after the, the previous events of them having sex, this takes place, but you know, we know that this is apparently taking place adjacent to the Harry and Jess conversations also, because later mm -hmm. this week we'll establish that the entire time period is three weeks between them having sex and Jess and Marie getting married. Uh, slight spoiler alert for anyone who, right. who hasn't, uh, you know, who doesn't know what happens uh, later this week. Right. But, you know. The, it, it, and, can't, it can't be too much after. Correct. But, but it actually, it tells us so much about the fact, first of all, this is the first indication that 
you know, Sally and Harry are not in contact at all. You know, that mm-hmm. they have completely cut off contact over the course of a week, two, whatever it is, you know, uh, because of everything, you know, they, they had that very awkward uh, dinner and that was it. You know, they're, right. they're, they're no longer talking to one another, you know, and, she, and Sally is, is trying to, you know, uh, squeeze information out of Marie. Which, which also shows on the one hand that she's interested in knowing what's going on with Harry, but isn't going to ask Harry himself. So she wants to get the information via Marie. And you can tell also that Marie doesn't really want to give off this information. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. She's got her own stuff going. Correct. She's, she's planning a wedding. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, That's true. She, she doesn't want to get in the middle of this situation. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I love the fact that she... You know, taglines her description of this anthropologist by saying your basic nightmare. Nightmare for who? Yeah. Like, who is this a nightmare for? <laughs> yeah. Well, this... I think she means like a, a, a nightmare for other women. But in, in what Doesn't way? Get... I mean, if, 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 if Sally and Marie are not interested in Harry, and Harry is able to get this anthropologist who is thin, pretty, has big t- <laughs> You know, so why is that threatening to either Sally or Marie? That's a good point. Yeah, like if yeah, if we assume that they had no interest, why would they care? Um, and yeah, why would it be a nightmare? But obviously, the fact that Sally is asking um, is that she does care. Correct. Um, no, I realize that, I but but, but Marie yeah. <laughs> Marie isn't trying to convince Sally. I mean, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. You know, Marie and uh, and Jess were both in agreement that that they're glad that Harry and Sally finally had sex, but they also were in agreement that okay, you know, sometimes things just don't work out, and that was it. You know, it wasn't they weren't trying to convince them, saying, "Oh, but you really are great together," you know, you really should keep trying or whatever it is. You know, so I mean, the comment is a little strange, and the thing that I love about this, and I only found this out by listening to the commentary, is that apparently this exact description is also in Nora Ephron's uh, book, Heartburn, which was based mm. on her, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the, I think the first novel that she wrote and it's based on her own experiences when she got divorced from, from Carl Bernstein and it was made into a movie with Meryl Streep and, and Jack Nicholson. But apparently the same description is in there. So she just wanted to reuse it, oh. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she just liked the line. Okay. Yeah. That's certainly possible. Yeah. And then after the the, the two of them finish uh, the, this little bit of a conversation, you know, because it sounds as if Marie is changing the sub- subject. You know, she she's she wants Sally's honest opinion about the dress. <laughs> uh, does she want an honest opinion? Um, I think she does. I think I she know. wants. She says, "Tell the truth." You know, again, you and I are, at least myself, I can't, I can't speak for you. I am not a person who can say whether this is a beautiful dress or not. You know, to me, it's a nice looking dress. Is this considered a beautiful yeah. dress? I don't know. You know, I, I, I right. apparently Marie thinks so, and that's fine by me then. You know. <laughs> I think, um, I think this is one of those situations where honesty has, has a limit. Um, so you mentioned that we can see in the scene sort of around the, uh, you know, the background or the periphery of the action, there's various dresses that look like they've been tried on. 
And certainly through the trying process, as Marie is trying on different dresses, she wants absolutely brutally honest, tell the truth, Sally, is this good or not? Um, you know, what do you think? Uh, you know, and if, you know, what, what about it do you like? If there's particular aspects of it you don't like, um, you know, be honest. But then there comes a point when Marie has made the decision. Like, okay, I think this is the one, this is the dress I'm going to be wearing on my wedding day. And, and you also noted that, um, you, know, we, we, you know, we see, I guess, like a seamstress, we see a pin, you know, she's pinning, she's doing fitting, which seems to suggest that Marie is not just trying on this dress, that this is, this is the one, that she has picked this dress and now it's being fitted to her, uh, you know, her exact uh, measurements and mm -hmm. her exact body to fit her and, and be kind of, you know, fitted to her with with the pins so at that point once marie has decided this is the dress no more honesty <laughs> the honesty ends there at that point it's you know the expectation is sally is just going to say this is beautiful this is the perfect dress you look like you know princess grace you you know this is it you know at that point once marie has made the decision then no more honesty then you just gotta you just gotta agree you know that's the, the, at that point, the friend's job is to support the bride in whatever she has chosen. Okay. And I think it's, it's, you know, and that's kind of the, that's what I got from Sally is she is, you know, when she says, oh, Marie, it's just beautiful. She is so sincere. You know, it's, she's too sincere. She has gone past sincere and like swung all the way back around to, she is just telling her friend what the friend wants to hear at that point, which is you have chosen the perfect wedding dress. Um, Interesting. I, 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 I actually would interpret it yeah. slightly different. I would say that, that, you know, Sally is possibly bored at this point because she's tried on so many other, <laughs> other dresses. So she's like saying, okay, that's what you want. It's beautiful. Take it. <laughs> right. Which is certainly possible. It's like, what, what, yeah. If, what do I need to say for us to get out of here? Yeah. We've been here all afternoon. Our coffee has gotten cold. Um, you know, if I say I don't like it or if I, you know, say there's something wrong with the sleeves or something, then this whole process starts again. But if I, you know, if I just continue to insist that it's beautiful, then we can wrap this up. Right. Um, which is, yeah, certainly, certainly possible. And I, I not being an expert, um, I've, uh, you know, I was not involved. I, I am married. I was only married once. And uh, it was, you know, my wife and her friends went off and did the, the dress shopping. I was not directly involved in that process. So, uh, you know, not an expert on the subject. I happen to like this dress. Um, and I always wonder what's whatever happened to sleeves on wedding dresses. Most wedding dresses that I see um, these days and probably for the past 20 years or so, um, you know, it's, they're, they're almost always sleeveless. It's very rare that I see a wedding dress with sleeves. Now I don't, these sleeves, like these poofy sleeves, the, the, the large sleeves that this particular dress has, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of, not to, to my particular liking, but I, I do like a sleeve. I don't see there's any reason why a wedding dress can't have a sleeve. Yeah. Um, I think it's so, just, well, I think it's just I, modern style. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it comes style, down to. I, you know, I, I like I like the waist. I like the details on. I don't know if it's you, the bodice. I don't know what you call like the, you know the top part, the the torso portion of the dress. I like the details there. Um, I like this dress. I do think it is a very nice dress. Um, so yeah, I think Maria has picked well. Okay, that that is yeah. definitely fair. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think this will be 
comfortable because also keep in mind like the the wedding is usually in in western tradition weddings are maybe not an all-day thing but it's it's you know half a day it's a it's a long thing between the you know uh, the ceremony and reception and, and cocktails and everything else she's going to be wearing this dress for you know well she may be wearing it for, for 10 or 12 hours and then the actual event where she's with guests and um you know the ceremony and everything i don't know if they do uh you know some religions uh, you know have like a mass have like a religious ceremony where it's the wedding is quite long i know uh you know, Jewish tradition weddings are pretty quick. Yeah. You know, 15 minutes, you do you, we do, okay, let's go eat. Um, <laughs> but so, so yeah, she yeah. may be, you know, she may be in this dress all day. So something that's comfortable is very important. So uh, this looks like something that, that she'll be comfortable in for uh, for the, the day of the wedding, which is, uh, you know, as important as looking good. Yes. Um, you know, some might say it's, some might say it's even more important to, uh, you know, to look good than to feel good. But I think she can feel good and look good in this dress. So, uh you know, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm with it. I along with Sally, I give it the thumbs up. It's wonderful. It's, um, it's beautiful, and uh, go, you know, go with this dress. I support it. Right. <laughs> okay. That, that's definitely fair. Yeah. So then the, the the shot changes, and we actually are at the wedding already. Yeah. And you know, we hear the music, and we see uh, the bride, who we obviously know is is Marie. Walking, walking down the aisle, being uh, escorted, uh, assumedly by by her father. You know, we have guests on both sides uh, of the aisle. You know, looking we see, on. We see the long train. Uh, we, you know, we see her walking down from behind. We don't see the front, but you know, just judging by the sleeves, I guess this is the dress she. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dress we just saw her in. This is the dress she's wearing. Mm-hmm. She went with on the day of. Correct. And she's a she's a beautiful bride. Yes, she looks great. <laughs> and then we we can <laughs> see in the distance. Uh, Harry standing next to Jess, and you can also yeah. see the back of Sally's head as she's walking in front of Marie and her father. So obviously, uh, you know the the the, the wedding group, uh, party is quite small. You know that they're they're not having a whole bunch of of uh, ushers and 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 uh, bridesmaids. It's basically just the two of them. Yeah, keeping it. Keeping it simple. Yeah. That's the way mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, just the the two attendants. It's uh, yeah, the the Sally uh, next to Marie, and then Harry there next to Jess. Correct. Um, and and while she's walking down the the aisle, the minute ends. And the minute. And the minute ends. Yes. So, did you have anything else you want to say about this minute? Uh, no, no. That's yeah. That's all I have for this. Okay. Minute. So the the script actually has a few extra lines here which give, gives us a, a nice indication of some things. So at the beginning of the, the scene here, in the script, it says, uh, you know, interior of department store dressing room. We see Marie in her underclothes, Sally in a chair. Sally, is Harry bringing Emily to the wedding? Then Marie says, they broke up. And then it continues with the same conversation about the anthropologist. And and then after Sally says it's just beautiful, Marie says, "You don't think it's silly? I mean, wearing white." <laughs> and then Sally goes, "It's beautiful. It's so beautiful." And it says Sally's eyes start to well with tears. And then she continues wiping her eyes and says, "It's just so beautiful." Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have a description of of the the wedding. It says a winter wedding with pine boughs and holly. 
Marie is in her wedding dress with a gorgeous bouquet of flowers coming through the door of a small banquet room with her father and Sally, who's the maid of honor. A chamber music quartet is playing something by Mozart as they all come down the aisle to a judge who is standing at the head of the aisle next to Jess and Harry, his best man. So tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, because there, there are a few differences based on what I just read as to what happens in the movie itself. But uh, so... Uh, every Wednesday, we have a segment called Harry Burns Hump Day, where my guests will give their top five Billy Crystal performances. So would you like to give us your list, Sean, starting with number five and working your way up? Yeah, absolutely. And this was a little bit more work. I have seen uh, way more than five films with uh, with Billy Crystal in them. So uh, more more to consider than I, than I had on Monday with... Uh, with Miss Ryan. So uh, starting off at number five, I'm going to go with City Slickers um, featuring Billy Crystal along with um, uh, Bruno Kirby once again and Daniel Stern mm-hmm. from 1991. Uh, at number four, I'm going to go with Monsters, Inc., the, uh, the, the Pixar animated feature uh, for which uh, Billy Crystal uh, supplied voice for, uh, for Mike, Mike, which is one of the lead monsters. Uh, number three, I'm going to go uh, off script a little bit. I'm not going to pick a film. I'm actually going to go with a television series, uh, the part of Jody Dallas on the series Soap, uh, which was played by uh, Billy Crystal back in the, I guess it was 70s. It was late 70s. 70s or I think 76, 77, something like that. Yeah, the late 70s, but uh, so it was sort of a um, sitcom takeoff of a soap opera, you know, with all the like, uh, uh, or, or, you know, sort of partially the daytime soap opera, partially parroting things like, uh, like Dallas, like the, you know, the primetime drama soap operas, but, uh, you know, kind of, you know, intrigue with like uh, rival families and affairs and you know, people going to comas and long lost twin brothers, and you know, showing up and stuff like that. But uh, interesting because uh, the character of Jody Dallas was uh, openly homosexual. And I think one of, uh, if not the first, but certainly one of the very first openly homosexual characters on TV and not played to, um, uh, you know, that not, not played to, uh, to make him out to be like, you know, that didn't make him a villain or a, uh, a bad person or a broken person. It was sort of, oh, that's just, you know, part of a character. You know, this this character is, uh, you know, has blonde hair. This character is a lawyer. And this character is, uh, you know, homosexual. So, um, uh, you know, probably doesn't, I don't know if it's really aged too well these days, but certainly for the 70s was, was very groundbreaking. Um, so that's the part of uh, Jody Dallas on the television uh, series Soap. So that's going to be my number three. Um, my my number two is uh, a film that we we talked about uh, just yesterday. We were talking about this is Spinal Tap, um, also directed by our good friend Rob Reiner, um, who who directed this film. But this is his first feature film uh, directorial uh, effort um, by Rob Reiner, and uh, Billy Crystal plays um, plays a mime. And <laughs> in, uh, in this film, there's a there's a scene where the um, uh, there's a release party where Spinal Tap is. Uh, or I guess a kickoff, they're kicking off their North American tour. They're having a big party with uh, the record label and, and everything. And they have, um, for some reason, they've hired Mimes 
to be the servers, uh, you know, to, to, you know, serve drinks and, and carry, you know, past hors d'oeuvres and stuff to, to serve at this party. And uh, Billy Crystal's there as, uh, I think it was Morty the Mime, is, um, is, is the character he plays. He has the great line, mime is, mime is money, um, as he's, uh, you know, bossing around one of the fellow mimes. So I guess he's kind of the head mime in that situation. But uh, so uh, it's, it's a bit part, but, uh, um, but it's a great film. And, and Billy Crystal does a lot with, uh, with what he's given there. So, uh, yeah, this is Spinal Tap. And uh, number one. My number one Billy Crystal film is The Princess Bride. Um, another one where he's not one of the leads. It's, it's sort of a, a, a minor part where he's Miracle Max, um, one of the, the characters that, uh, um, that our main characters come across as they go through their adventures uh, in, in The Princess Bride. But again, uh, he certainly does a lot, a lot with it. And that's one of those things where, um, um, and, and maybe not coincidentally, also directed by Rob Reiner. <laughs> um, I, I'm sensing a theme here, but uh, one of the things, if you if you kind of read, you know, if you watch the you know watch the DVD commentary or read up the history, that uh, they had a lot of problems filming uh, Billy Crystal scenes during this film because everyone kept laughing. Um, that, that's happened. That, that uh, happens you know, in a lot of the movies that he's in. I believe. I believe that that happened here also. There were numerous uh, scenes that they had yeah. so much trouble filming. Because they just kept cracking each other up. Yeah, and and, and I mean, if, if anyone, if any of the listeners haven't seen The Princess Bride, certainly you should check it out. But there's a part where um, the lead character Wesley is played by um, Carrie Elwes, who is supposed to be, you know, mostly dead. He's near death at this point, and Billy Crystal plays Miracle Max, who is, uh, you know, sort of a miracle worker, um, sort of what passes for a doctor in this medieval setting, and he's there to to cure. Um, this mostly dead character, but uh, mostly dead characters don't laugh, which causes a problem when, uh, when uh, you know, when uh, when Miracle Max is improvising and riffing and uh, and, and causing everyone to laugh, including um, someone who is supposedly um, almost dead. But um, you know that that's a great film, and even with a small part, uh, you know, Mr. Crystal does a, does a lot with what he's given. So um, yeah, that's going to be my my number one. Uh, Bill Crystal film, The Princess Bride. Great. Excellent. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with Sean German? Yeah, so check me out. Um, actually, speaking of mimes, I, I, I did slash do a podcast. We're on, uh, we're sort of an extended hiatus, as a mime? but I can't guarantee that. Can, can, you, as a can mime, you do yeah. a podcast as a mime? Hmm. <laughs> that is a question that I spent many years trying to answer. Um, and if you want to find out how successful I am in, in answering that question, question being can you do a podcast as of mime um check out five minutes of mime and that's at five minutes of mime.com and you have to spell it out f-i-v-e five minutes of mime.com that's uh yeah so it's a podcast that i do on uh i do on mime um every episode as um as the title suggests each episode is only five minutes long or is five minutes long so uh you know if you want to check it out it's not a not a huge time commitment so five minutes of mime um, as I said, so we're on a bit of an extended hiatus, um, but I cannot guarantee that there won't be more episodes. So, uh, there may be more mime coming. So check that out again. It, that's at, uh, that's at five minutes of mime.com. Great. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for 
Move Your Rob Minute. You can find me on my website, moverobminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.